All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed your biz more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, sweet friends. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. I am so excited. You know, I'm always so excited when I bring you guests because I bring on the best guests. Come on, seriously. They are amazing entrepreneurial women who are fighting the fight, uh, helping us be our better selves and really guiding us. And today, I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation with Tanya Vasayo. She's a business coach, but also a money mindset mentor. And y'all, who could not use some more conversation around our relationships with finances and money and making some more of it and being successful. So welcome, Tanya. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm so excited to hear about your journey because also you are not from the U.S. like me. Like I'm from India. You're from somewhere else. So I'll let you explain where. But I'd love to hear that journey because I read a little bit about it. It's fascinating to like understand like where you are now. So could you take us take us through that? Yes. Born and raised in Spain and Madrid, actually. And I was born, you know, uh, at the end of Franco's dictatorship. So a lot of patriarchal rules on top of that, patriarchal family. My dad's seven brothers and one sister. The sister's the youngest. And, but my mom's American. So I've got the mix and I have the Spanish dad, the American mom growing up in Spain. And so in college, I decided to come back to the state or to experiment in the U.S. and see what living here would be like. And I I came here for two years, went back to Spain, then came back for my master's, ended up meeting my husband, and we were both art directors in advertising in New York City for multi-million dollar accounts like Samsung and AT&T and Starbucks, Nabisco, all these huge corporations. But then... Uh, we both quit our jobs and started our own agency, went back to Spain and lived there for another four years, but not in Madrid. We lived in Galicia, in the northwestern part of Spain, because that's where my ancestors are from, and then came back to the States. And I currently live in Santa Fe, New Mexico, but I ran this studio with my husband for a couple of years, for several years. And at one point he decided that he wanted to just focus on his art and it left me in the space of, well, what, what should I do? You know, cause I consider myself multi-passionate and I'm sure a lot of people can identify with that. You know, I had my every certificate you can imagine under the sun <laughs> in the self-development world, uh, Louise Hay, Jack Canfield, La Margaret like, and you name it, I had the certification. Mm-hmm. I'd also worked as a professional photographer. I'd worked as an art director. You know, like there's like just everything that I've had an interest in, I've gotten certified on it. So it let me in the space of like, what should I do? And a little bit of soul searching too, of just who am I working? Who am I serving? Who's my ideal client? What kind of work do I want to do? Do I want to focus on coaching? Do I want to focus on the art direction, design, photography? 
And in the interim, I launched a business. It was called The Courage to Be Happy. It has transitioned this year into The Courage to Be. We've upgraded. It uh, looks a little bit different now. And I, I started with live events teaching women about branding and how to create a successful brand because that's what I knew and uh, with my art direction and my advertising background. But I'd infuse it with, you know, the coaching and all this other background that I had from all these certifications. And what started happening is that I, I got really lucky or I put the work into, I, I started following systems, mentors, you know, teachers. And within the first four years with my daughter in hand, cause she was only like two years old, I launched a business and in four years, I got it to six figures, only working 20 hours a week and with no social media. So to me, it was like, yes, milestone completed, you know, like I've done this. Um, and they started asking me about how was I doing it? What systems was I putting in place? How was I making it work? Parallel to that, I was learning about money and finances. I was healing my own relationship with money because I feel like in business, if you don't understand money or you don't learn about the mindset behind money or your relationship with money, you could be successful and you could put the strategies in place, but you might make a lot of money and lose a lot of money right away. Or, you know, if you don't identify those money blocks, those, uh, things that your self-sabotaging patterns and stuff it doesn't matter. You'll be spinning your wheels. You'll be working harder. You'll be doing all these things that don't really take you to the next level that you might want to be in business. So I transitioned from teaching about branding to business strategies. And I also started infusing it with all the things that I was learning about money and in the financial world, you know, and just, uh, how I could bring that to my clients and support them with them. And I've become fascinated with the money subject because it's been such a taboo subject in my upbringing. You know, it's just like, it's not something we talk about. It's like it, and especially in my culture, it was a man's thing. You know, it's like women, you'll be taken care of. You don't have to worry about it. You'll marry the right guy. And if you don't marry the right guy, your father will take care of you or your brother or something. So, there was a lot of uh, digging and soul searching to do with that in order to keep on growing with the business. Yeah. And that's where I'm at right now. I love that because all of where, where so many of us are at now is a culmination of all this experience and all this knowledge that we've had through our lives and bringing it down, you know, back to this point, this pinnacle where we are now of like, and how do I take all this goodness and build it into something that's really valuable for the world. So I love hearing the story. I love to hear where you come from. So thank you for sharing that. And let's jump in then to some of the money stuff. So of course, when you're sharing that, I was thinking back to when I started my business, I've been an entrepreneur for 12 years. And probably for at least the first five years, I thought a lot of this stuff was like, just BS. I'm like, what is all this money mindset stuff? What is all this? And I would hear, you know, because I'm sure like you, I did with all the personal development world. And I would hear all of these experts and they would say things like, oh, it's your, you know, you're self-sabotaging. You are like keeping yourself from success. And I was like, what are these people talking about? I want to be successful. Like it didn't, it honestly made no sense to me. I was like, I don't, I don't stand in my own way. Why would I do that? Like it didn't make sense. And until I was further in, 
um, when it was like, okay, I have the things that the basic things I think that are set up. And then you're like, oh, I, and now I'm understanding sort of like these, these blocks, I guess. So I'm wondering, my first question is if anyone else thinks this about themselves, uh, like, how do you even go about identifying that you have a money block? Well, we all have them and, and it's, it's nobody's fault. So I just want to preface it with that. You know, it's like, we're, we're like, what? I have money blocks. And once you start understanding, you can go into the space of shame, of guilt, of blame, you know, like money carries that energy for a lot of us. And so what I want you to understand is that these blocks come from a programming that's been given to us from the moment we're born, you know, from ages zero to approximately seven or eight. That's when our consciousness is uh, being uh, like what our rational side of the brain is being formed. Before that, it all goes into our subconscious mind, you know, like our brain is just processing. That's why they say kids are like sponges because. We are just absorbing through all our senses, you know, through our, our sight, through our experiences, through our touch, through our taste, through everything, what we hear. We're experiencing life and money is part of life, you know, growing up. So if you're experiencing, for example, parents fighting over money, you know, like you, we don't have enough money, you know, or you keep hearing your parents telling you like, I, we can't afford that, you know, like we don't have enough to, to eat this month or, or they end up divorcing because of money, or or maybe it's a complete opposite. Maybe you grew up in a really wealthy home, you know, like where everything yeah. was given to you, you know. So it doesn't have to be these dramatic, traumatic things with money, but it tends to be that way for the majority. Like we tend to have uh, these experiences with money, but it can be on the complete opposite side too. If you feel like, oh no, but I grew up in a wealthy family. Like I don't have any issues with money. I would invite you to reconsider that too, because what happens is we get programmed by beliefs, you know, so everything's been given to us by, by our parents, our teachers, our religion, our culture, uh, the media, just everything's being uh, given to us. And that's what I'm talking about programming. You know, it's been passed down to you. And as little kids, no one teaches you to question these things. No one teaches you to question your beliefs about God. No one questions you, you know, like teaches you to question your beliefs about your health or about your parents or about your culture or about money. You know, like this is just one of the other subjects that no one asks you about, or even like, what do you believe about yourself? That's part of the programming too. You, if you've been told over and over again that you can do anything you want in your life, then that you're part of the small uh, uh, minority. But maybe you've been told you're just not good enough. You you don't listen. You're just not this. You're not that. All of this is programming, you know. And yeah. but no one teaches us how to question that. And so do money, going back to money blocks, we all have them. They yeah. block us in one way or another. And I can share with you the top money blocks that I see over and over and over again with my clients that are the most typical. Um, so the invitation is not to ask like, or to question, do I have money blocks or, or do I not have money blocks? It's 
what might be my money blocks? You know, what are the beliefs that I might have with money? What is my relationship to money? You know, and, and start from that point, bringing awareness into that space. Yeah. No, I love that you said that because I think I fall into the second camp of we weren't struggling. I was given a lot growing up. I was very lucky. Even though my parents were immigrants, they worked very hard and then it became very successful. And um, it wasn't a big issue. And I was also told you could do anything you want. So in my mind, I had all these reasons to believe like, that's not my issue, right? But then you're right. When I peeled back some of the other layers, there was also other messages for sure. Like whether it was patriarchy in the family or the history of women's roles in my family and things like that, that, but in my mind, it was like not a money thing. But anyway, so yeah, I like that you brought that up because I think it can be both sided. There's two sides of the coin. It's not that you are always in a scarcity or always poor or always, you know, you can be on that other side and still have these blocks. So that's really why I think it just took me a while to figure that out for myself. So I love that. Okay. So I know a lot of women who are listening to this are ambitious. They're overachieving. They're working really, 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 really hard. And we're all here to, you know, grow great businesses, have an impact, but also, of course, to make money. So how can women shift their mindset to start attracting more money instead of having to just work so hard for it all the time? That's one of the main money blocks that I see a lot of women have. And and it's so ingrained to us uh, through culture and our ancestry. In my case, I've carried that belief and I've been detangling it. For That's another thing to keep in mind too. This is not healing your money story, healing your, your identity with money and how you relate to money is not a one-stop shop. You really, yeah. like you said, you have to keep on working at it and you're going to you're going to discover, you know, you'll, you'll peel one layer. You're like, yeah. Oh my God, I had no idea I did this. You know, right. so the working hard for money, I can completely identify with this. I know where it came from. You know, it comes from my dad's side of the family and it's, it's the badge of honor that my ancestors carried. And here's another thing too, the beliefs, you know, this is proven scientifically, you know, with epigenetics, it gets passed down into our mm-hmm. DNA. So you want to look into what were the patterns and the thoughts and the beliefs of your ancestors? You know, like, were they hardworking? Were they, you know, like, what kind of uh, model did they have as a family, you know, that got passed down? In my case is, you know, you want to be successful, you have to work hard for it. You want to be, you want to make money, you have to work hard for it. It just, it was over and over, you know, it's repeated yes. verbally, it was mm-hmm. mimic, you know, it was just, given that way. And so the invitation for that, and for those of you that think that you don't self-sabotage, I'll give you an example with this particular example of working hard for for money is uh, a self-sabotage I do to myself is I will find myself in the middle of like a launch or something, you know, where it's supposed to generate money. And I'll make it complicated or I'll make it where I have to work extra hours or whatever when there was maybe no need for it. Like it, because it's so ingrained that you have to work hard, I can't allow it to just be easy. You know, it's like you, you self-sabotage by doing hard things and not allowing it to be easy. So things that we can do for this, 
The first thing is becoming aware of it and saying, oh, let me question it. Do I work hard for like, do I believe this? And if I do, where does that come from? Did it come from my mom, from my dad, from my school, from the culture, from my religion, from whatever it is, you know, it, it might be a combination of all of them. And so the next thing you want to do is because the brain is wired the way it is, like I was saying that everything goes into the subconscious mind and there's a part of the brain that's called the reticular activating system. I don't know if you've heard about this before. And so what it does is we filter everything, all the information. We're getting millions of bits of information per second. And if, if we didn't filter that, we would have a short circuit in our, in our brain. You know, it's like, because you're getting millions of bits of information constantly coming to you day in, day out, you have to be able to filter that. And so what the reticular activating system does is it filters it according to your beliefs. If you believe that, uh, you have to work hard for money, it's going to look for all the evidence and prove of how hard you have to work for money and, and be like, see, I told you, look at that. You know, you didn't make the money, but you had to work really hard for it. And then another situation will show up and then you'll look for the proof for it again. And it's an easier example. If it's hard for you to understand this is like the cliche example that's given with this is when you're going to, you're about to buy a car, say you want to buy a red Jeep and you don't see any red Jeeps around in your world. Until the day that you decide, the moment you decide, I'm getting a new red Jeep, I guarantee you, you'll start seeing red Jeeps everywhere on the road mm -hmm. because your reticular activating system is focused in that direction. Right now, your belief is I have to work hard for money. So it's just, it's going to give you all the proof and all the evidence to support that belief. So what you want to do is uh, start looking for evidence of the opposite. And give your your brain something else to look for and say, oh, okay, is that really true? You know, like if people that work really hard are the ones that make the most money, wouldn't the people that have two and three jobs, you know, that are working themselves to the bone be the richest people in the world? Right. That's right. not the case. You know, so then you start, you go to the next level. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, look at cousin so-and-so. They barely work, but for some reason, they're able to bring in money. You know, like I, you know, what, what are they doing? And so now you have one example. Then you look at another example, like, oh, look at this other person, you know, entrepreneur, and they're making whatever, six figures, seven figures with their business, and they only work 10 hours a week. I mean, doing that, that's pretty amazing because I always thought that you had to work much harder, you know, to be able to make that kind of money. So you start looking for the evidence of the opposite and you give your brain a new job to do instead of doing what we, you know, it's kind of like hijacking, like you're, you're cutting that pattern of thinking. And so do you think in your own experience when back when you built, you hit, hit your money goals, you built that business, I think you said few, three or four years, four years, was that... Did you already make that shift? Was it already just something ingrained in you that you didn't have that? Like, or like how, you know what I mean? Like, or do you attribute that you had, you did have good money beliefs at that point. And so then later on, I think it was your business. It's a great question. I can't say that I had all this in place and that from one day to another, I woke up and it was like, oh, see, I shifted my beliefs and this is what's, what's happened. 
you start strengthening that muscle. Yes. And I believe that from all the different teachers, mentors, the work that I'd been doing, you know, it, it, it wasn't like a culmination into one day or into one week or one month or even one year. I think it's a culmination because like I said, this is ongoing, you know, it's, uh, so I hit those six figures and I'm full transparency, then COVID hit. And so I was like, are you kidding me? My business model is based off of, you know, live events. Mm -hmm. And now I can't do live events, you know, like I checked off the milestone. Yes. And so, but then what had shifted was if I was able to do that in four years, can I shrink it down to two years yep. and reshape my, and have a new uh, business model where it's now my business model is uh, online business. So it's, it's, you start, it becomes easier and easier. It's kind of like you, like with this idea of you have to work hard for money. It's, it's been there and it's becoming easier and easier for me to identify and be like, no, you don't have to work that hard for money. You know, I'm learning about investing and guess what? The money's working for me much yeah. faster than right. me working so hard for the money. So you start finding proof and it gets, it, like I said, it gets easier and easier. And I think it starts gathering more speed as you're working on this kind of doing this kind of work. Yeah. I love that. I think so much of life, so much of our habits, productivity, or how we train our minds, our beliefs, it is training. It is truly training, right? It's like anything else in the world we do it. The more you do it, the more easier it becomes. And you know what we focus on, we create. So I love that. And along those lines, then how, if someone wanted to walk away with this, I don't know if you, if there is something tangible, maybe that we wanted to start telling ourselves a different story or kind of like, okay, I do, I am getting aware of this. This is helping me see some areas that I maybe didn't identify earlier, but now I can see that this is holding me back or this has been in my way. This is an obstacle. How do we start to tell and live a different story of how we relate to money? The first place to start is becoming aware, like just the fact that you're listening to this, it's like, oh, you're bringing it into your awareness. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, let me do, let me start investigating this. Like, let me challenge it. You know, like even if you're, you're questioning it, like, oh, let me look for proof of this. Let me see if this makes sense. Um, and then I would start, I would invite anyone listening to write out your money story. Like from the moment you were born, until now, whatever age you're at, what's the story you've been, that you've experienced that you've been telling yourself about money? You know, up to now, like I've had to work really hard for it. There was never enough. Uh, people with money are are not good people or corrupt or women. You know, a man's a financial plan. Women are good with money. I'm not good with numbers. You know, like what stories have you been telling yourself? Because they're really just stories. You know, here's the thing, money is neutral. Money is not good. Money is not bad. Money is the meaning we give to it. There's really no, there's, it's, it's not, it's not bad. It's just energy. It's, it's not good, you know, but money, what it does, it amplifies more of who you are. So money, first of all, it's neutral. You know, it's not good or bad. It's the meaning you give to it. Mm -hmm. And it also is an amplifier. If you're someone that's uh, generous, it's going to amplify your generosity. The more money you come into, the more money you make, you become more generous. If you're someone that's stingy, that's corrupt with money, 
then it's just going to amplify that. The more money you come in, the more you're going to be, the more stingy you're right. going to be with your money. So pay attention to your story, you know, become aware, pay attention to it, maybe even write it out and then start asking questions about it. Become curious, you know, almost like become the detective of your, of, of your money story and start asking those questions like, yeah, where did that come from? Where did this belief oh my god that's from my mom no that's from my grandfather you know like look at look at how he used to live you know and that's why i i do the things that i do there's that great story i don't know if you if you've known of it where the the daughter is about to bake a roast you know she's gonna put a roast in and she cuts the ends of the roast and she asked the mom you, you know, why do, you know, why don't we cut the ends of the roast? And the mom's like, I don't know, because grandma used to cut the, end, or the husband asked the daughter, you know, the woman, and she's like, I don't know, let's go ask the mom. The mom says, I don't know, I, grandma used to cut the ends of the roast. She goes to grandma, grandma, why did you cut the ends? Because my mother used to cut the ends of the, and when they asked the great grandmother, she's like, oh, I just cut it because the pan was too small, you know, like she couldn't fit the whole roast. And here it's been passed on three generations of this belief. You're doing something automatically without even knowing why you're doing it. So the invitation really is to look at your story. What is your money story? What have you been telling yourself? Whether you've been born in wealth, whether you've been born uh, in lack, you know, you have the capacity to change that, but it starts in a place of awareness. You know, you can't expect things to change without paying attention to them. And then after uh, paying attention is putting in new habits, like you were saying, and and having those repeated over and over in order to get that transformation. And start rewriting it. All right. You rewrite. Would you, would you recommend someone actually write, like actually write a future self or future yes. story? Okay. Yes. I have those as, these are two Another exercise that I'll share with you. I, I do this in my signature program, Money Magic Miracles. It's to write a letter to money. Mm-hmm. So if money was a person, because you are in relationship with money, what kind of, what kind of relationship? Like, what are you expecting of money? What's money expecting for yeah. you? And then do the opposite. Have money write back to you. You know, right. how have you been treating money up to now? Yeah. And then have money write it out. Yes, absolutely. Write out your whole story as, and especially for those of you that like journal. I like journaling. I think a lot comes out when you, when you get to journal. Yeah. I love it. All right, Tanya. I hate that we have to wrap up here, but we do. So let everyone know how they can stay in touch with you. I know you have fabulous resources. Like we can dive so deep into this conversation. So what's the best way to connect and what's coming up for you? Yes, thank you for asking that. I appreciate it. So if you want to access these resources and practices, you know, to help you manifest your dreams, your desires, more money, more abundance into your life, I have a free guide that's a perfect place to start at. It's called AmplifyOurAbundance.com. You can download it for free there, AmplifyOurAbundance.com. And it's a perfect place to get started on shifting that mindset from not enough, there's never enough, you know, or like what we were just talking about now of, uh, you know, like my my money blocks. And you'll start understanding more and start shifting that mindset of lack into more abundance. I've had hundreds of women's experience all uh, manifesting abundance constantly and their stories. And just to give you an example, in our first uh, cohort of Money Magic Miracles, we had 
25 women and in eight weeks, they manifested over $1.2 million collectively. Wow. And so in eight weeks, Amazing. eight weeks. And so there's a lot of those practices, like you mentioned before, Midru, it's, it's, um, uh, it's getting in the habits and starting to understand that's becoming aware. And again, you can find that at amplifierourabundance.com. And the other thing that's coming up for me, I have a free challenge coming up that's called, uh, manifesting abundance. So if you're interested in that, you can reach out to me, listen to my podcast, The Courage to Be. We'll have these in the show notes, I'm guessing. And uh, you can find me through any one of those links. You know, I'm free thing for you. Come and listen to the podcast or come and join us in the challenge if that's something that you're interested in. So yes, thank you for asking about that. Yeah, the challenge sounds awesome. So everyone connect. Thank you again for your time and your wisdom. And I'm so happy that we connected. Thank you. All right, sweet friends. Wasn't that awesome? I hope you enjoyed this episode and found value from it. Also, if you like what you're hearing, you're going to seriously love my emails. If you're not on my list yet, be sure to sign up at lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. You'll quickly see why so many women who are juggling it all are showing up week after week. You'll learn how to get control of your time, energy, and thoughts, and you'll also get a personal behind-the-scenes look into my world. So come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. Thank you so much for showing up today, and I will catch you next time on Productivity on Purpose. Bye-bye.